0: Hey friends, we're getting you into the crazy chapter of Revelation 12, which talks all about, like I said yesterday, the war in heaven and how it plays out for you and I today. Now, as you get into this, one of the things you need to do to really understand this well is to click on the word and in verse number one in your scriptures, and it's going to take you over to the Joseph Smith translation, which is a more correct version and a way to be able to read this. So we're going to focus on the Joseph Smith translation of Revelation 12 today. Now, remembering again, that the context here is John sees the eminent apostasy of the church. He sees the war in heaven in the beginning when Satan was cast out and he sees the continuation of that war on the earth. Well, as you get into verse number one of the Joseph Smith translation of Revelation 12, it says, there appeared a great sign in heaven in the likeness of the things on the earth, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Now here's a picture right here that I think is very interesting that someone has drawn about this as you have this woman right here. Now, who is the woman? All you got to do is go down to verse number 7. It says the woman which was the church of God. So the woman represents the church right here. Why was she clothed in the sun? This woman will obtain a celestial glory. Her destiny is celestial kingdom, which I think is so cool. Why is the moon under her feet? Well, the moon generally represents the terrestrial kingdom which is similar to the world that we live in. So this is a woman who has overcome the world. Now, why are there 12 stars upon her head? Now, if you remember, we talked last week about scriptural numerology. How numbers can certainly mean things in scripture and the number 12 is representative of priesthood or government. So here is this woman with 12 stars upon her head representing priesthood covenants and ordinances. This is a covenant keeping woman. She is going to overcome the world and she's going to be able to inherit a celestial kingdom. That is the church which I think is so cool. Verse number two and three. And the woman being with child. Hey she's pregnant. Congratulations. Cried travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and his throne. Who is the child, and how will he rule? This is, like it says in verse number seven the child is brought forth, the kingdom of our God and his Christ. And what's he going to rule with? The rod of iron. The iron rod is the word of God. You have got the Book of Mormon, which is such a powerful thing for members of the church to be able to make and keep those covenants. Now, verse number four, we are introduced to a great red dragon having seven. Seven heads and ten horns, seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and it cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was delivered, ready to devour her child after it was born. You're like, oh, so much symbolism here, right? Who is the great red dragon? Joseph Smith said this. He said, dragon is actually a misrepresentation and should be translated as devil. Why does he have seven heads and ten horns? Seven is perfection and ten is power. This is representative of imitation imitating power and perfection in what Satan is trying to do. Why does he wear seven crowns? Crowns represent a political dominion, a power there, so he's imitating that as well. Who are the third part that have been cast into earth? Well, we know them as Satan's little followers that came with him. They are on the earth without having passed through the veil. They remember who you and I were and they know who we are and are desperately trying to overcome us. Verse number five, the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her 1,203 score years. That's 1,260 is what that comes out to. Back in Revelation 12, it says days. Joseph Smith translation says years. So why did this woman flee? Well, she was to avoid being destroyed by the devil. And she flees into the wilderness, which is representative of that universal apostasy. When did the woman leave and how long would she remain in the wilderness? This is 1,203 score years. So 1,260 years. Now, let me just play with this for a second. Please take this for what it's worth. So Doctrine and Covenants 86 verse 3 it says after the apostles have fallen asleep the great persecutor will drive the church into the wilderness. Now there's a series of events right here. The papal seat which is the head of the catholic church is exercised authority over by Gregory the Great in around 570 AD bringing years of depravity and corruption enforcing beliefs and their doctrines through threat of physical harm. That's what you're dealing with during the apostasy. 570 AD is the birth of Muhammad who's one of the great non-Christian founders. The great Christian empire known as Rome falls. Now they fall around 470 but they also hang around for about another hundred years to about that 570 period following all kinds of attacks that take place. Dr. William Smith in his LLD Bible Dictionary of England published prior to 1884 declares that the last date of the priesthood on the earth was about 570 A.D. Now again this is representative of 1260 years. What's interesting and again take Take this for what it's worth. Gospel math right here. You take the year 570 AD, you add 1260 to it, and you end up with the year 1830. Coincidence? Probably not. This is the time period where the great apostasy ends and the woman comes from the wilderness out of obscurity and the gospel is restored. Now the crazy thing about this is you go to Revelation 12, the Joseph Smith translation, verse 17. Therefore the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God. and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. President Ezra Taft Benson said this, he says, We live in the day that John foresaw. Satan is waging war against the members of the church who have testimonies and are trying to keep the commandments. You're seeing that happen over and over again today. You're seeing Satan working hard on people who are trying to do what is right, trying to keep those covenants, and he's trying to drag them away with his large tail that he has. But you also got to keep in mind that God will win, and that is the overarching theme right here. To continue that idea. Tomorrow, I want to show you how to overcome the dragon and what we are taught about this in the book of Revelation. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B O M S O C K S.